the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, and welcome to today's City Mission Hope for the Homeless podcast. I'm Dean Gartland, the president and CEO of City Mission in Washington, Pennsylvania. And today we will be discussing uh, another myth about the homeless. And this myth is that most homeless people are mentally ill. And that, you know, that is a quite a subject. And I know that for many people, and I know for my years of 40 odd years of doing this work, I've seen a lot of variations of what you might think of in terms of mental illness. Uh, everything from just uh, basic depression uh, to some, cr- some really severe and chronic uh, mental health problems that need a lot of uh, therapy and a lot of attention. But but that's not uh, really characteristic of the majority of the homeless that uh, I have seen or I've worked with over the years. And so this myth that every just because somebody, you know, it doesn't have a place to live or uh, finds themselves out on the street for whatever reason doesn't automatically make them a chronically mentally ill person. And so uh, today we're going to talk about this myth. And I brought with me uh, uh, someone from our mission. It's Leah Dietrich. And Leah is our director of our residential programs at the city mission. And um, I'm going to ask Leah to just introduce herself, give us a little bit of her background and how long she's been at the city mission. And then we're going to jump into this topic and maybe try to bust a little some of this myth that people have. And Leah, go ahead. Absolutely, Dean. Thank you so much for having me today. I am Leah Dietrich. I am a licensed professional counselor, and I have been with the City Mission now for almost 10 years, which is crazy uh, to think about. I remember coming to City Mission back uh, as a new counselor, getting ready to work with the homeless women in our women's program, and ever since then, I've been growing along with the organization as we've made changes, and I can certainly agree with you, Dean, that from a professional mental health standpoint, I believe that there is this this perception that all all individuals who are homeless have chronic mental health, and there's this perception that they are all schizophrenic or they um, are mentally unstable. And that makes them unsafe in the eyes of the public. And and that's just certainly not true. And that's not been my experience in working with all of our residents. And I think it's important that we talk about that and understand the difference, too, between what you said, chronic mental illness versus Americans that face some of those uh, mental health concerns. And some of these things are not, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I know anybody that doesn't have some level of mental health issues that they're they're addressing in their in their own lives. I know that you know from anything from mild depression to just some uh, concerns over uh, just the the way they process information and uh, how they understand life and what the, the stressors that come in into life. And so sometimes we all have some level of. Uh, mental health concerns that we that we 
all uh, the, the general public has. But you know this this myth that you know because somebody's homeless automatically makes them this. And I think what you said was really uh, uh, correct in that people think they're unsafe that they're yes. that they are a danger to society just because they're homeless and they've attached a hundred different. Uh, you know things to them because they are homeless, and so that. But that hasn't been my experience over forty years of doing this work, and I and I know in your in the ten years you've been at the city mission, uh, that's not been your experience as well either. But maybe you could talk a little bit about some of those issues that people do walk in the doors with. I mean, uh, and and how the city mission is is helping them to to address those issues. Absolutely. So I think that it's important to understand that our clients come to us. Our residents come to us with co-occurring issues, with multiple barriers that they're facing. And it's important for us to understand that and to understand how those things happen. Our residents don't always have the best opportunities growing up. Sometimes they're in very abusive and unstable environments when they're growing up, um, ex- extreme poverty at times. And because of those those factors because they've gone through abuse and neglect in some cases they they come to us with sometimes PTSD um, they come to us with anxiety and, and, and with depression but sometimes they also struggle with things like addictions um, sometimes they also have things like chronic health issues um, diabetes heart disease just things that are oftentimes genetic they had no control over these things, um, but they face them, and it makes it difficult to do things like maintain work or maintain um, what we would consider to be a normal life. Uh, and that's that's the challenge. If you or, or I, Dean, face any one of those barriers, maybe it's depression or anxiety, um, or maybe it's a difficult health issue, we have these realms of support around us that help us to get better. And what we do at City Mission is we help connect our residents to support so they can overcome those barriers. Sometimes they've never had someone say, you know, you have some depression or, you know, you're anxious. Let's help get you connected with counseling services. Let's get you connected with Maybe a prescription for Zoloft um, that might change your life and the way that you're able to function. Um, If they're facing a chronic health issue, let's get you down to our medical clinic and have our team look at what's going on with you and connect you to one of our local resources, our partnership with Centerville Clinics or Washington Hospital. Let's get you evaluated and connected so that you don't face this anymore. But... The most important thing is that they're not alone Mm. with these things Um, because when we feel alone with any issue, it can become insurmountable. Mm. And and we know that individuals with mental health concerns are not alone. I mean, the statistics are that one in five Americans will face a diagnosable mental health condition in a given year. Wow. And 46% of... uh, 46% of Americans will face a diagnosable mental health condition in their lifetime, almost one in two. So I think it's important for us to understand that, that mental health doesn't have to be a scary thing. It just is something that we have to address and we have to have the support and the environment to be able to address. Well, do you have, uh, as we're talking about this, I mean, 
Could you give us even an example? I mean, somebody that's come through the mission, came into the program and has had some level of mental health uh, uh, challenge that they were facing and how they uh, how the city mission connected them and, and where are they at today? Maybe that, that'll help kind of put this in perspective for our listeners. Absolutely, Dan. I'd be happy to do that. Um, I can think of a client that we had come to us who was uh, very successful in life prior to his coming to City Mission, and he'd gone through some very serious challenges in his life, um, difficulty with his family, loss of a job, loss of his income, and had become very depressed. And in that process, he began to what we call self-medicate. He began to look for things to fill those holes. He had lost connection with his family, so he turned to drugs and alcohol um, as a way to cope, uh, partying with individuals, uh, co-workers, and then ended up losing a job. And through that whole process, he just fell deeper and deeper into a dark depression and didn't really know where to turn. So, so through coming to the mission, he was able to connect uh, with counseling and with support, with some medication, which was very, very helpful. Um, groups both on campus and then connecting also to a psychiatrist and some groups off campus and developing a support within the community. And then was able to begin working again, begin putting the pieces back together again slowly, found faith in God, which was tremendous yes. and really gave him a hope that he may not have experienced otherwise. And then uh, able to move and transition successfully out into the community, into his own apartment. And in the process, regained connection with family that he had lost touch with. Um, and I, I think that that's just a beautiful thing, watching mm -hmm. someone. It's almost like they're coming out of uh, coming out of darkness and blossoming into you know this person that God intended them to truly be. Uh, hmm. But they weren't able to because right. of that darkness that comes around us sometimes when we face all of these problems that just seem so insurmountable. So at City Mission, it's all about creating a team. I like to think that we create a team around every client that comes to us uh, to address every issue that they face the best way that we can and to let them know that they're not alone. You're never wow. alone with the, the issues that you face. There's always a way to to rise above. That's amazing. I. I mean, I, I, uh, hopefully our listeners, as they you know think about what you're saying and about how the city mission operates, and uh, hopefully that's given them a better perspective on the fact that hey, you know what the uh, you know this mental health issues is is actually something that's part of life that everybody at some point in time is going to experience at some level, and uh, some people experience it. Uh, more drastically than others and and uh, they need that kind of help and they need somebody to walk alongside of them to help them connect and, and get connected and this is uh, certainly brings about hope uh, for folks out there that may be you know having some mental health problems but may may not really uh, have sought any help yet and maybe hopefully listening to this podcast so you know stir them on to be able to do that one of the things I've always said at the mission, and I, 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 uh, I say this in such a way, but I'm, I'm very serious about it, but I, I talk about people needing soap when they walk through the doors. And I know when you hear that, you think, oh, you know, uh, getting clean. But that, that's not what soap means to me. So, so, soap is actually 
an acronym for, you know, they need support, they need opportunity, they need accountability, and they need purpose. And I think that's exactly what you just uh, described as uh, somebody walks through the mission and comes in through our doors and we start that process of giving them just that kind of soap, that that support, not creating that opportunity, accountability, and purpose. And so that's pretty awesome. All right, so 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 a person walks through. They get they are um, uh, you you find that they have some of these struggles, some of these challenges, and you start making those connections. And uh, so, what what kind of time frame are we talking about here? Is this something that happens relatively quickly, or is this is there a a a process which takes uh, quite a bit of time? I think that each individual is always different in what they need and what their process looks like. I always challenge our residents, don't compare yourself with the person that's maybe in the dorm next to you or don't compare yourself with maybe someone even in another program because your story is your own and it needs, you might need a little bit more time and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, What we try to do with every resident is make sure that they are assessed very quickly by our clinical staff within the first day of their arrival on campus. We try to connect them and make sure that we know what they're facing. And then we start to develop a goal plan. We start from the gate to make sure that they have a plan of what they need in order to leave our program successfully. And oftentimes that means connecting to other agencies and things like that, especially in times like now with COVID. Um, that can that can throw a wrench in some of the works and getting things started. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Uh, we know now more than never that we need to make sure that we're able to connect people quickly to services and get them assessed by outside agencies sometimes so that they can get things like psychiatry or they can participate in groups with other individuals that may be facing maybe abuse. We have a lot of women that come to us and men as well who have been through some really traumatic things in their life and being able to connect them with a service like that Um, where they're working with a specialized individual, because they might need to be with that person for a year or two Mm -hmm. years, maybe beyond our program. So we make sure we we pull in those connections and um, we get those individuals served. And it could be that they're with us for a few months, maybe six, could be with us for up to 18 months, depending on their situation. The goal for us is always for individuals to leave successful, connected to services, connected to supports within the community, and at a place where they aren't going to need to return to us again because they're stable all on their own. Right. Well, this has been a good uh, podcast. I know that God has equipped so many people within the body of Christ with many skills and abilities, and accessing them is really important. And so having a place where somebody can walk in and and have a team that really helps them connect to those services and to those gifts that God has given to his body uh, all throughout our uh, community is critically important. Leah, I want to thank you for being here today. I appreciate your uh, insight and and your skill and ability that you bring to our team. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dean. And I just want to encourage those listening, if you are facing any of these things, any of these challenges, just remember there is hope out there. I would encourage you to look for resources within your community to face to face the challenges that are, have been put in front of you. No barrier is insurmountable. Great message. Thank you, Leah. 
And thank you for joining us today for our discussion. Next time, we are going to talk about this myth about the homeless are not part of our community, which, you know, so many people think, well, uh, out of sight, out of mind. Uh, but that's not the case. Uh, they are part of our community. You may not see them all the time, but they are present. Uh, but please uh, feel free to connect with us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Or go to our website at citymission.org, and uh, we would love to hear from you and hear your comments on the topics we discuss. And and so until next time, uh, God bless all of you. And from myself, Dean Gartland, the entire City Mission, Hope for the Homeless Team, thank you for joining us today.